Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the first of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our garden. Each month we'll be looking at a different bird and I thought I'd start off with the nation's favourite bird, the wonderful robin. On a misty winter morning, my garden is usually quiet. Apart that is for the song of one of their commonest and most familiar birds, the robin. It's a sound I am used to hearing, for unlike virtually every other British bird, robins hold territories and sing, more or less, all year round. That's not the only surprising thing about the robin. Common and familiar this little bird may be, it still has the capacity to surprise us. They are proof that in one bird's view at least, Britain's gardeners are pigs. Centuries ago, when wild boar freely roamed the nation's countryside, its frequent companion was the little robin. As the boar rooted around the undergrowth, turning over the soil in its hunt for food, so the robin hopped alongside, picking out the choice insects and worms that emerged. Eventually, of course, the wild boar disappeared from these shores, but the robin didn't mind. It soon found a replacement for its porcine provider, the spade-wielding gardener. This may not be the most poetic reason for the apparent friendliness of the gardener's little partner with the bright red breast, but don't worry, robins are still one of our and my favourite birds. There are many good reasons why we feel such connection with the robin, and why, in a nationwide poll a couple of years ago, it was way out in front as Britain's favourite bird. Like other woodland species, such as the sunfrush and blackbird, it has adapted well to live alongside us. Few birds are as tame as the robin, and few are quite so ever-present in our gardens. Firstly, the robin's song is perhaps the most beautiful of them all. The nightingale may be the famed songster, but the next time you hear a robin singing in your garden, sit back, close your eyes and listen. Wistful and melancholic during the winter, yet confident and powerful in the spring, it's a song that perfectly reflects the changing of the seasons. As well as its tuneful song, the robin is also very attractive to look at. That orange-red breast and black beady eye, as well as the habit of cocking its head to one side and checking you out, all are guaranteed to please us. Yet, of course, neither the sound nor the appearance of the robin are for our benefit. The song is used to defend territories, not just in spring and summer, but in autumn and winter too, while the red breast is employed to deter rivals in territorial disputes, which can become very violent. And what about those beady black eyes? Well, studies have shown that we respond positively to large eyes. We find them cute. And yet the reason Robin's eyes are so big that it enables them to start feeding earlier in the morning and finish later at night than any other bird. The Robin also features in our children's stories, poetry and folklore, and is by far the commonest bird to be seen on a Christmas card. If you've ever wondered why Robins are associated with Christmas, well, postmen in Victorian Britain were nicknamed Robins because of their red-breasted coloured uniforms. So the robin on the Christmas card came to represent the postman who delivered the card. You may have also heard the Christmas legend when a robin rested upon Jesus' shoulder when he was on the cross and sang to relieve his suffering. 
Blood from Jesus' crown of thorns stained the little bird's chest. Since then, all robins were red-breasted. But have you ever noticed a robin's red breast is actually orange? The bird was named before the English language had a word for the colour orange. Many things that were really orange were called red, even though we did have the word for orange as in the fruit. The colour orange was not named as a colour in English until the 16th century. The name for the colour comes from the fruit. Many people feel a real connection to their robin and love the way it comes back year after year to take the food from their bird table. But you should know that robins rarely live longer than a year or two and so they may be seeing a new robin every year and they refuse to believe you. Mention that the robin they see in the winter months may have flown here all the way from Scandinavia while their spring robin is now in France and they're equally sceptical. Dare to mention that the male robin will occasionally fight to the death and they throw up their hands in horror. Yet all of these things are true. That's why I think I love robins so much. They live their lives right alongside us, simultaneously in full view and yet out of sight. Revealing the secrets of their fascinating lives does not diminish them. It just makes me realise how very special they are. As my wife put it, a robin is for life, not just for Christmas. Robins are members of the thrush family, and both the male and female bear similar plumage. An orange-red breast and face, lined with a bluish-grey on the sides, neck and chest. The bill and eyes are black, while the legs and feet are brown. Recently, fledged birds are brown all over, and lack the red breast of an adult. When they're about two or three months old, some reddish feathers grow under the chin and after about two or three months, this patch gradually extends to complete the adult appearance. The robin's symbolic red breast is a means of grabbing attention, but not for female courtship. Their red breast is war paint, warning other robins to stay away from their territory. Although it only happens occasionally, robins will fight to the death defending their territories from other robins. Robins are one of the few birds in Britain which can be heard singing throughout the winter and, unusually for birds, both the male and female sing. Robins have a lovely warm warble that consists of a melodic rippling of notes. They will often sing into the evening and sometimes into the night, leading some to confuse them with the nightingale. In autumn and winter, some say their song becomes more mournful and melancholy than it is in spring and summer. Their call is a sharp, highly pitched twick or tick that can be repeated in a series of rapid outbursts. This call is used as a warning signal or to proclaim territory. 
Robins are notoriously territorial, and the characteristic image of a robin on a spade handle is consequence of their territorial instinct. Robins seek a favourable lookout post and defend their territory by singing from that perch, or, when necessary, aggressively driving intruders away. Their singing through the night has been thought to be caused by streetlights making them believe that it's still daytime, but the latest theory is that they are singing when it is quieter, when the hubbub of urban life has quietened and their song can be heard. Although they will sing throughout the year, robins are rarely heard during midsummer, so July-August, when they are moulting and become rather retiring. Robins have been known to start courtship as early as January, but that is only when it has been a mild winter. Normally their breeding season begins in March. Robins pair for the duration of the breeding season, and their long breeding season enables them to produce multiple broods each year. Typically, robins have two broods each year. However, three and even four broods a year are not unheard of, and nestlings can be found up until late July. Robins need a high number of broods because only 57% of eggs from completed clutches result in fledged young. Once hatched, both parents look after the nestlings for up to three weeks after fledging. Frequently the care of the fledged young is left to the male, while the female prepares herself for the next nesting effort. Their nest is cup-shaped and is constructed out of leaves and grasses. The female lays four to six eggs, which require incubation for 13 to 14 days, and young birds are cared for by both parents for 14 to 16 days until they are ready to leave the nest. If you want to help robins during the breeding season, you should set up a nest box. Most robins' nests are located on or near the ground, in climbing plants, hedge banks, tree roots, piles of logs, or any other concealed cavity. In order to tempt them into a bird box, it will need to be open-fronted and hidden in something like climbing plants. The robin is well known for nesting in some bizarre places, including old teapots, coat pockets. Robins in my area are no exception. Our pet's corner store in Maidstone had a robin that continually tried to nest in their cardboard waste. Despite their fierce territorial nature, robins do not normally bother other species of birds near their nests. Their parental instincts are highly developed, which has led to frequent reports of robins feeding chicks or fledglings of other species.
Robins have a very varied diet and love beetles, spiders and other small insects. Worms, which they will normally catch by swooping, that is to say snatching its prey on the ground after watching it for movement from perch above. Berries, soft fruit and seeds. If you'd like to help your garden robin, leaving loose mulch and soil available can be very beneficial to them. Another way to help robins is to avoid applying pesticides that may eliminate a robin's food sources. And you may want to consider planting shrubs that yield berries for a winter food source. But the best thing you can do to help your robin is to feed them. In cold weather conditions, food is vital to their survival, as they can use up to 10% of their body weight in just one winter's night. Our gardens can therefore improve the chances of survival, and we have a Peter and Paul special mix, Peter and Paul in full song, containing all the seeds, nuts and mealworms robins love to eat. Robins generally prefer to feed from the ground, or on a bird table, but also try to perch on a hanging bird feeder, often flapping their wings frantically to gain balance. If you don't have a garden, you shouldn't worry. Robins will happily use a window feeder, providing it has the correct food in it. So if you want to help to encourage robins into your garden, you should try Peter and Paul seed mixes, and Peter and Paul in full song in particular. Peter and Paul Bird Foods are the UK's first wild bird mix made with no compromise. There is no other commercial mix available with the uncompromising quality of Peter and Paul. Free from wheat and fillers and guaranteed to attract the greatest abundance and diversity of birds to your garden. Peter and Paul birdseed mixes have been blended with Nutravio, a unique natural seed coating that is a digestible energy source where it inhibits bacterial growth. This can help prevent birds from picking up common bugs, including Salmonella and E. coli. Many other seed mixes available contain filler seeds and other products that many of their favourite garden birds just won't eat. As much as 60-70% of a bag of birdseed can contain these filler seeds that will end up uneaten and wasted on the ground, where it will likely rot, germinate or potentially attract garden pests, things like mice and rats. You'll not find any of these filler seeds in a bag of Peter and Paul. Now what about Peter and Paul in full song? Well, we've all got a particular Robin friend, don't we? You may have even bought live or dried mealworms as a treat for your special robin friend. Now that's a lovely thing to do and I'd never discourage anyone from doing it. But it's worth asking yourself, have you got everything else a robin needs in your garden? It's worth remembering that robins are omnivores. They do have an insectivorous portion of their diet, so feeding mealworms definitely fulfills this need but they also require fruit and special tonic seeds as part of a balanced diet. Can your robin find these in your garden? And I say your garden because as we've already mentioned, robins are territorial. They fearlessly guard their small territories from other robins and won't enter another robin's territory on pain of death. So, if it's not in your garden, they may not have anywhere else they can go to get it. And if you do feed Peter and Paul in full song, you won't just be helping your robin, but a whole host of other wonderful songbirds in your garden that have a similar specialist diet. Birds like blackbirds, 
Song Thrush, Missile Thrush, Red Wing, Fieldfare, Dunnock, to name but a few. Although historically, as mentioned, they used to follow wild boar around, interestingly, when the ground is frozen during the winter, one of the ways in which robins manage to get food is thanks to moles. In the creation of molehills, insects and larvae are brought up from below the frozen surface. Now British robins mostly stay within the UK, though a few migrate to France, Spain and Portugal for the winter. Juveniles disperse from their breeding sites in May, but very rarely move further than a few kilometres. In the winter, British birds are joined by continental birds, mostly from Scandinavia and Russia, which are trying to escape the harsher winters. These migrants can be recognised by the greyer tone of the upper parts of their bodies and duller orange breast. Cold winters seriously affect the robin's population, but otherwise the British population is doing well but mortality is high in robins, and its causes are many and varied. Only about 40% of fledged birds will survive from one year to the next. Severe winter weather can have severe impacts on robins, and unless unable to feed well every day to replenish its reserves, a prolonged cold spell can be fatal. So it's only fair that in our gardens we feed them well, that's where Peter and Paul wild bird foods come in. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores. And the nearest stores to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed the first of our podcast. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.